0: Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This
1: is The Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Carrie Edelman Show. I'm really excited tonight as we have an amazing indie rock band coming on momentarily named The Valkyrians and uh, they will be joining us, as I mentioned, in a moment. So if you are just tuning in and you're new to the show tonight, I always do a brief introduction just to introduce my show to everyone who might be joining us for the first time. And if you're in the chat room, um, I have some information up there about the band. You can join us in the chat room by going to blogtalkradio.com and creating a chat room. I also have the phone number to call in if anyone would like to call in tonight to ask the band questions. Please feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. I'm sure the band would love to answer any of your questions. You can dial 805-243-1320. So a little bit of a background on myself. I started this show a little bit over a year ago, and I'm a clinical psychologist, but I also really enjoy interviewing people, and I have a passion for the entertainment industry, I also am a singer-songwriter, and I have an album out, as well as I do some writing for some entertainment magazines, and I'll give them some uh, quick plugs. A really Great Magazine and Talent Spotlight Magazine, as well as I'm probably going to be starting to write for some others soon. And then lastly, I started the radio show because I really wanted to combine my backgrounds and uh, create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to really support and promote them um, personally I've done everything on my own I'm independent as they come in terms of promoting myself and, and getting everything out there so I really wanted to do that for other people to help them spread their names uh, their products and who they are to the world so people could find out about them and again I just want to thank everyone for the support because the show has been going really well I've had so many amazing guests on the show and again of course I want to thank the fans because the show would not be what it is without you too. so a couple of things I just kindly ask for people to keep in mind, and then I'm going to do some introduction about the Valkyrians, is that although I'm a psychologist, uh, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, of course, people in the entertainment industry have crazy stories and are more than uh, open to talking about things in a general framework and an educational format, but it's not going to be personalizing anything. And then lastly, I also ask that if um, people want to talk about any type of entertaining, intriguing, uh, controversial stories, to just please keep out any specific identifying information, such as names of persons, organizations, etc. I do want people to feel real on my show and to be able to talk about what they'd like, but I don't want to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. Uh, again, so if you're just tuning in, create a blog talk radio account, for everyone too, just to keep in mind all of my shows are available as a podcast so after the show is over the live show it gets recycled into a podcast and people can download it you can stream it it's on itunes so please take a listen to them and um if you miss some of the show you can always get a copy of it it'll be there indefinitely So let me introduce the Valkyrians, and I had the honor of interviewing Chris and Lou, who are two members of the band, and we're going to get into all the band members tonight and plug everyone and learn about who they are, um, because they have a children's songwriting project called Chris and Lou, and uh, Chris is spelled C-R-I-S, so if you want to check them out, you can go to chrisandlou.com, so they did an amazing job on my show, I met them back in November, and they've just become really good friends, they're awesome people, extremely talented musicians so if you didn't listen to the podcast for their interview when they were plugging the children's songwriting project you can check that out it was on november 30th in 2011 so let me tell you a little bit about the valkyrians and then we are going to uh, bring them on the show so they're a philly-based band that has been established um And they really have this nice alternative rock sound. I mean, it's really unique and original. To me, it really stands out from a lot of the stuff out there right now. As we know, a lot of bands, they're very cookie cutter. You know, unfortunately, labels are looking for bands that basically sound like each other. But these guys have an awesome sound going on. Um, They're extremely talented. They're proficient, professional musicians. And uh, you guys definitely have to check out a show of theirs. We're going to talk about any upcoming shows that they have tonight. So it consists of Chris Valkyria, who um if I am mispronouncing the name, I totally apologize and we'll we'll correct that when you guys come on. As well as uh Lou Paglione and Mark Harris who round out the band and they have amazing drummers that also Fill in for them, so they'll talk about that tonight when they come on the show. So I don't want to give too many details away about their bio because I'm going to really incorporate a lot of that into this story about them tonight as we learn about who they are um, as people as well as musicians. So um, please check them out at a. You can go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Chris Valkyria, or you can check them out at ChrisValkyria.com, and we'll get into all that tonight too. We're also going to check out two of their hit singles off of their album "Scent to of Restlessness tonight. And uh we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. So let's uh bring them on. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, how are you?
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, good. Welcome back. It's wonderful to have you guys again.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. So um yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start over a little bit tonight, guys, because I know some of the information might have been included in the uh, children's songwriting project that we put, but I want to make the show fresh and new for people who, you know, don't know about the indie rock band and we're going to tie everything together. Okay. Thanks. Great. All right. Cool. Cool. So let's, I wanted to start out a little bit with Chris, just because I think, you know, it, Learning her background and her story and how she transitions from Norway to the United States can really kind of set a foundation for us to then kind of learn about how the Valkyrians came together. So why don't we start, Chris, talking about a little bit. Tell us about what it was like growing up in Norway. I know you mentioned that you came from a non-musical family. Tell us a little bit about your background.
3: Um, yeah, I grew up in Norway and in a family that didn't really have much exposure to music. But I think the only cultural thing, the most cultural thing that they had in my school was probably soccer. So that's, uh, <laughs> it didn't really stretch further than that. But uh, I was always interested in writing and wrote poetry from very early on. And um, at some point uh, I started picking up the guitar to accompany my poetry. And um, but I I didn't really... Go the music route. I always thought that it was important to get a good education, so I studied psychology at the university and got my degree in that. Uh, and then moved to Philadelphia and then really started to nurture my music, um, the the musical self that I had inside of me all along. Okay. And, uh, after a while, I you know went through a few bands that were interested in accompanying me and. Then I finally found that the people that I'm playing with now that was just a really, really good fit musically and uh, really kind of clicked with both Lou and Mark Harris. So uh, I feel very fortunate to have them support me and my songs. And Lou is also an excellent. <laughs> Roger, <Well>, you'll learn <laughs> no, more about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I wanted to um,
1: tell us a little bit too about so. You didn't come from a you like you said you came from a, a family that wasn't really musically oriented. Did you have any lessons, or did you teach yourself everything? Because I mean, you play guitar wonderfully. You sound amazing vocally. Um, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, no, I uh, I did most of my vocal lessons screaming kia in a dojo. I was a martial arts girl growing up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I did. I I was you know competing, had my black belt by 16, and did a lot of wow. martial arts. That was pretty much um, what I did growing up. I I think I was in a girls' choir when I was really young, but didn't follow through on it. So never had any formal training. Uh, when I picked up the guitar, I did everything by myself, and um, and that's also why I need a lead guitar player because I have never actually sat down and learned the instrument. I just kind of get okay. by on it. keep my myself on it and can keep a pretty steady rhythm and play my chords, but I can't do anything fancy.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So more just rhythm, like you said, guitar is what you play. Yes. Okay, okay. So then what, I guess, and and I don't want to leave Lou out, we're going to really get into Lou because he's got a really interesting story too. So when did you decide to, you know, move to the United States? What specifically kind of sparked your interest to move out of Norway?
3: Um, I wasn't going to move to America, actually. I was one of those arrogant Europeans who said I would never go there. But, you know, (laughs) I uh, I met my husband in uh, in Australia. He's Australian, and I was studying psychology in Australia for a year. And uh, and he got a job in uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. And um, after I finished my psychology degree, in Norway, I came after him and moved to Valencia. So I guess I came for love. Very and cool. Well, Very cool. Being within my field of um, expertise in psychology, and um, and uh, also started doing my music here. Nice, nice. And what would you say, I
1: mean, what would you say is the diff? what are some of the main differences between, you know, growing up in Norway and uh, living in the United States? Give us some uh, information on kind of some of
3: the differences. Oh, there are massive differences. I actually think that the, the cultural differences here are, di- are bigger than uh, Norway and Australia, I guess, uh, I guess because Australia is more British. Um, well, first of all, Americans are much more polite than Norwegians. Uh, and okay. Luke, about that, he's always embarrassed walking down the street with me because I keep bumping into people and I never apologise. And uh, he always thought it was a trait about me that I'm a rude person, and I have been desperately trying now for two years to explain that I was raised this way. And then he finally me now I met my sister, and she was like barging in front of someone, you know, at a, at a revolving door, and he was like, "Oh, I guess it is a Norwegian thing." <laughs> So, what um, is, yeah, that's funny. Really what is that
1: specifically like? What's that specifically about? Like in in terms of people in Norway? Is
0: how I, I answer, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Terry,
1: they're
2: just rude. Period. I have I have Norwegian friends. I love them all to death, but they're rude. <laughs> so,
3: I mean, I have a psychological explanation for this. Do you want okay. that? Okay. Sure. So, I think that if you do a um. A study of uh, the rate of the, the percentage of introversion in, in Norway, you'll find that we're very, very high on the on the personality dimension of being introverted, okay. and you can uh, you can wonder why we're so introverted. And I think it actually um, stems back from the uh, Black Death in 1349. Mm-hmm. This huge plague struck all uh, of Europe, and one third of the population of Norway was struck out with the Black Death, and huh. uh, the only people who survived were the hermits sitting on the top of the mountains and never socialized and never went down to the towns to trade or do anything of that, haggling at the you know, at the city markets, just the people who had that one cottage up in the mountain, those are the people who survived. And they're introverted and rude and not very social people. <laughs> so,
2: so if you want to live a long life, Carrie, just cut Wait, people I'm sorry, what did you say Lou? No? So if you want to live a long life, cut people off at the elevator on traffic. Don't say sorry. anything
3: Hey,
2: are you gonna talk about our music, or are you just gonna keep, you know? She's trying attacking to ju- me. Uh, no, I know. I'm trying to justify the reason. I'm sorry. No, it's, <laughs> you guys
3: have
1: such a great. Again, I, 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 like I said last time when I had you on the show, and just from interacting with you guys, you know, through the internet, and I hope to meet you one day soon. But you guys just have such an amazing relationship, and like I said, I've, I'm very fond of it as well as envious, and I've always wished I could find someone musically that I could collaborate with, like. In terms of you guys doing doing live shows and stuff, so props to you guys. It's amazing.
3: <laughs> it's great that other people see too. We have we're very fortunate to have found each other musically. Yeah, I
2: feel blessed. Uh, it's just a it's a it's a wonderful thing, and it's tough. So to find. let's
3: um
1: yeah let's talk a little bit about now, Chris. In terms of you said it sounded like you were probably going through some different lineups and members. So talk a little bit about like, when the when the Valkyrians formed and then how you met up with Lou and then we'll get into Lou's story
3: okay yeah so I um I think it's about two and a half a little bit more than two and a half years ago where uh, I had been doing solo for a while after I had tried a few different bands constellations and it wasn't really I wasn't quite getting the sound that I really knew that my songs should have Uh, and so I went solo for a while to kind of hone my craft a little bit myself and um started getting in contact with a drummer that I had actually auditioned for me a year before and I didn't pick him. And and that's Dave Maraboa. And, uh, and Dave started working with me, just me and my guitar, and he was accompanying rhythm on his drums. And he said, you know, I really know this guy that I think would be great. And his name is Lou, he plays bass, and okay. he brought Lou in. And uh, it was a great fit. And he also brought Lou brought in Mark Harris, which is uh, the guitar player. And uh, it was just really, really good fit.
1: Awesome. Well, no. hold on one second, guys, because I don't want to leave him out. And I think it's either a guest calling in to ask questions or it's Mark. So let's let's bring Mark on because I was going back and forth between my I have like four different windows open with my notes and the Facebook page. So let's bring Mark on now. Right. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hello. Are you still there, Chris and Lo? Yeah, we're, we're still
3: here. Ooh.
1: Okay. Um,
4: I, I think I'm ho- a-
1: Hello. Hello, this is Mark. Oh, hey, Mark. Okay, how are you?
4: Hi. How are you?
1: Good. Good. Thanks for joining us. I didn't. I saw you had just called in. I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave them hanging on the line. So we're just having. Thank you for joining us. And Chris and Lou are starting to kind of give us the foundation on how they came together and met each other. And then we will uh, definitely incorporate you after they tell us their story.
4: Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. So go ahead, Chris and Lou.
3: Yeah. So um, my uh, my drummer uh, Dave Marabella brought in Lou Paliona, and um, and uh, it kind of really seemed to click. It's an amazing feeling as a musician to be able to say something in gibberish like, I wish the sound would sound like kind of like a mix between an early Pink Floyd and the late Beatles, but with a folk world flair. And then Lou says, <laughs> Okay, and he plays it. Nice. And, <laughs> right. and it was just what I was thinking, and so it was just a really good fit. And then he also brought in Mark Harris, who we also have on the line now. And 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 Mark also kind of gets it. So it's it's just a it's a great group of really really skilled musicians who kind of get my flimsy descriptions of how we should sound.
1: <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit, Lou, about your background, and then Mark, I definitely want to have you tell us a little bit about your musical background and you know, some interesting things about you in terms of what you do for work and that type of stuff, okay?
2: Great. Um, You know, I started playing the accordion when I was three years old. Uh, My mom and dad, you know, we we came into the U.S., and basically the accordion being a very quite popular instrument in Italy, um, they felt that uh, it would behoove me to continue on some of the tradition. We're not, I would say, per se, a musical family where we have a lot of music love inside us, and we are... There are quite a bit of musicians in our family, so um, we started playing the accordion at three, uh, living in the U.S. I ended up being on the Al Albert show a couple of times, you know, growing up with the accordion on me. Um, moved on to classical piano as I started going through grade school, coming back again. You know, uh, we did move to Italy on a couple of occasions. We moved and then came back into the U.S. and... Um, trying to find a, a school. It's kind of been difficult for me. I think I went to six different grade schools between the moving back and forth. Wow. Uh, we did finally land on one uh, school. It was a Roman Catholic school where my parents became very friendly with the nuns at the convent. Um, they worked in a store all day. They owned their own delicatessen, and we would pretty much have our version of daycare at the convent. And uh, <laughs> So uh, lovely uh, Mother Hermana, was um, kind enough to teach me classical piano, where I learned for three years on how to play. Um, and then from there, I just kind of self-taught the rest of the, the instruments, uh, such as the bass, the guitar, et cetera. Um, but, you know, throughout all those years up until today, I played through many bands, um, a lot of cover bands, a lot of original bands. It's You know, we've explained this before. It's very difficult to find the right combination of musicians and to Absolutely. get that kind cam- just to get the chemistry on stage becomes quite a bit of a difficult uh, thing to do. So you do kind of bide your time by playing a lot of music. Uh, the cover band angle is kind of easy because you just play songs. I mean, I play songs that I like to play. Or if right. you want to get paid well, you, you know, you join the cover band to get some good money out of it. Uh, the originals uh, band could be a little bit more difficult, uh, but you do find some styles that you do like. And you, and then I guess it just boils down to chemistry. There's no real rhyme or reason. Uh, but then Dave called me up, and I was in a prior band with Dave on the cover band, and uh, he called me into this project with Chris. Um, you know, Chris immediately handed me her EP with her six songs on it. Um, quite uh, strikingly, um, you know, I, I think the I think they were just strikingly similar to my style, but although my style is quite different as far as writing and music, it was quite mm-hmm. to my style as far as my outlook. Um, so we, I think I immediately connected with her through her songs. I remember one day, I think that when it was the first week I kind of met her, I was, I found her on Facebook. I said, hey, I'm listening to your songs and I really, 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 really like them. So, uh, since then we kind of like, um, connected, um, we started introducing her a few of my songs. I was so honored for the fact that she did like my writings as well as so we started incorporating both of our songs together and, you know, hence the sound that you're hearing today.
1: Cool. Cool. Very nice. And what about you, Mark? How did you guys, uh, how did you hook up with them?
4: Well, um, I actually was uh, playing with uh, with uh, Dave, the drummer, and Lou. Uh, and uh, we, we were uh, toying with the idea of uh, putting together a cover band. And uh, that's how I met uh, Dave and Lou. And I got a call from uh, Lou saying that uh, they were playing with Chris And they invited me to come up and uh, thought I was a good fit, invited me to come up and uh, sit in and uh, try and learn some of the songs. And it actually was a good fit.
1: Nice, nice. And what's your your background like a little bit in terms of were you always into indie rock or what types of genres were you into besides playing with these guys before you met them?
4: Well, Well, my background's pretty eclectic. uh, I come from a very non-musical family. So uh, out of six children, I'm the only one who really picked up an instrument. Okay. um, You know, And and followed through on it with any proficiency. So I started out actually uh, in elementary school playing violin. And uh, that led to uh, clarinet. And uh, by the time I was 13, I was playing guitar. And I started playing in bands right away. So I wow. played through I did the whole gamut of cover bands and, and uh and and once again my my musical tastes are very eclectic. So I've played a lot of cover music, I've played a lot of blues, I've played some light jazz and uh you know it just does have some classical influences as well. And I studied uh on and off and I, I did study in college, uh, for a couple of years and uh I've had an opportunity to play with some pretty uh Pretty, uh, I, I guess, amazing musicians over the years, and um, but uh, that's that's kind of where uh, I guess where I, where I came from. And,
1: right, uh, right. I grew
4: up around I grew up around Washington D.C., so I was playing uh, in a lot of bands around uh, Washington
1: D.C. Cool. Who were some of the musicians that you you mentioned? You said you had like you know these great experiences and honored to play with some amazing people. Who were some of those people?
4: uh well some of the pe- some of the people were, were local musicians around DC i had an opportunity to play in a band with uh uh he, i guess he was a regional uh uh i guess a regionally successful uh uh b singer by the name of Leroy Charlton and okay. uh, uh played with uh chuck brown um who was one of the musicians that uh uh that played around the area as well and we did nice. uh, we did a couple of shows with some with some really good bands around Baltimore, um, and uh, some musicians out of Atlanta. Uh, William Bell. Uh, we did we did a couple of shows with them. Uh, William, William Bell. You, you may not know him. He had a he had a number one hit several years ago. So nice, very cool. That's, that's kind of my background, and, and got to do some studio work with with uh, some of these folks as well.
1: Cool. Very nice. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us. So why don't we do this, guys, because I want to be able to fit in two songs for you guys tonight. Why don't we um, check out one of the songs right now? And this is currently off of the album that is called, uh, hold on, let me get all my information here because I have so much stuff in front of me, Uh, Scent of Breathlessness, and uh, the track titled See Me. So tell us, uh, guys, a little bit about that song, the meaning behind it, and then we're going to
3: check it out. Yeah, um, I think most people who hear it uh, kind of think it's a love song, but it's uh, actually a song that I wrote after my mother died. And it's a very tender and, and vulnerable song about the the realization that uh, she won't see me when I go through my trials and tribulations through my life, when I become pregnant and get married and have a child and um, all my accomplishments and, and all my um, challenges. So that's what that song is about. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Well, I
1: can't wait to check it out. I mean, I've I've listened to it before. It sounds amazing, but I definitely want to listen to it again. So I'm going to put you guys on hold. I'm going to do a quick commercial break before it with a couple of things that I um, I plug for sponsors for the show, and then we'll take a listen to the song.
0: Great.
1: Great. All right. Cool. Hold on. All right, everyone, again, if you are just tuning in or you tuned in a little late, you are listening to The Valkyrians, the amazing indie rock band on The Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to check out an audio clip from uh, our amazing studio down in South Jersey, which is titled Zero by One Sound, and I recommend everyone, if you need any recording needs, these guys do everything from sound design for films, commercials, they record bands, uh, so definitely uh, check them out. We're going to check that out. Then we're going to check out Flirt Energy Drink, which is a formulated energy drink for the female athlete, and you can check them out at Flirt Sport. Okay, so here's Zero by One Sound, and then we'll check out Flirt Sport, and then go directly into See Me by the Valkyrians.
0: Zero
1: by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio, or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com.
3: Hey, Alyssa, you look awesome. Wow, thanks. What are you doing, putting in extra hours at the gym? No, I drink Flirt. The pink energy drink? You like my energy, don't you? Yeah. Flirt is the first energy drink designed for women by women. Flirt, the one in the pink can? Flirt is jam-packed with natural ingredients. Really? Zero calories, DHA, folic acid, green tea, and putia. I could get it here at the gym, right? Flirtsport.com. Flirt. Sports.com. Yeah, sports.com for a location near you.
1: All right everyone, that was just the hit single called See Me. It is off of Scent of Breathlessness, which is the album by the Valkyrians. Amazing track and you guys definitely have to check this album out and purchase it. Go to chrisvalkyria.com, and that is spelled C R I S V A L K Y R I A.com. And let's bring them back on. All right, Chris and Lou, you're there. Yes, Mark and Mark, you're back on too. Awesome track, guys. Love that song. Thank, Thank you. you. Really great stuff. Beautiful song. And where, just uh, please plug where people can purchase your stuff. I'm assuming it's on iTunes and all the other major sites.
3: It's actually not on iTunes yet because the full-length full, oh. uh, full length album isn't out yet. Um, okay. It, we had, I had an EP out for the longest of time, and then we actually went back and redid all the vocals on the EP so that Lou could be a part of it and uh, to add some more songs. And we have still a little bit more mixing, a few um, fine-tuning on a couple of more tracks, so then the, when the full album is out, it will be out on iTunes. But for now, each and every individual track that we have finished recordings on are available on Reverb Nation, um, oh, cool. only because uh, it's easier to put the whole album out on iTunes, so we're waiting until the full album is, is, is done. Sure, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Well, everyone definitely has to download those songs
1: that you have out right now because they're amazing stuff you guys have there.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Cool. So tell me a little bit about who your influences are, Chris, and as well as you guys in the band, because, I mean, it's such an original, unique sound that you guys have going on there.
3: Um, I, I I listened a lot to uh, all the good old classic music from the 60s, 70s when I grew up. Um, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, did a lot of, um, listened a lot to folk growing up as well, like Melanie Safka, John Baez, and Bob Dylan. Um, and um, and later on, I've started getting a little bit more into the uh, alt rock music. Uh, one of my biggest female artists that I absolutely adore listening to is Tori Amos, Heather Nova. Um, right. And uh, and I, I, I can't really say that I want to sound like this particular person. This is what we're shooting for, because I think it's just a lot of mixed. Between a lot of the different things I listen to, and I mean, it's I'm, I've got such an eclectic music taste. When I'm sitting in my little convertible car, I always listen to Billie Holiday and Edith Piaf. But when I'm at home or at the gym, I listen to alt rock music, or then I would go to listening to Nina Simone or Heather Nova. So I mean, it's, it's just all over the board, and I think that's probably what's reflected in some of our you in know in our music too. It's hard to categorise because we kind of um, fluctuate a lot a lot across genres. And even on stage, when we do live performances, we would have some really, really stripped-down, tender songs where Lou is playing accordion. It's almost Eastern European, and then you know we would rock out, see me in the next round. So, it's, nice. uh, we're quite eclectic. <laughs> Very
1: cool. And what about you guys? What are some of your influences?
2: Um, you know, my genres can. I mean, I started out with classical music, so I can go from opera, classical to, to death metal. But uh, I'm not <laughs> I love it. I love it all. I mean, uh, but like Chris, uh, I I did start out liking all the uh, the classic rock bands, such as the Beatles Stones, who, I mean, I was influenced by the Paul McCartneys and John Entwistle on bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as I became older. Um, I fell in love with uh, Marcy and the Smiths and the alt-rock scene quite a bit. The, even the punk rock scene with the Clash, um, you know, R.E.M., the radio heads of the world. They, I really cool. kind of took a to them quite a bit. Uh, but I still listen to everything to this day. Uh, I try my best to try to like a lot of music today, but I am still quite hooked on my favorites of the world, um, such as Marcy.
1: Right. So, what metal band? If I could say, you know, what's mm-hmm. one that metal bands currently that you like that you're listening to?
2: Oh, I mean, oh God, Kerry, I love them. I really love Speed. I mean, I love it, especially when I'm really? working out. I
1: mean,
2: I'll, I'll put on, I'll put on Slayer. Uh, okay. I love the I put love the slip knots of the world and and oh, I'll put on. Oh me too.
1: Oh I yeah. love. What's the one song real quick, Lou? That real mellow. It's like a ballad that they have. I can't think of it right now. It's a great song.
2: You know, I'll tell you what. It's like I always like say when I'm on the treadmill. Like I always knock it up a whole notch when I hear stuff like uh, like Duality. Okay. Uh, I mean, when I hear stuff like that, they 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 have that soft little sad little thing going, and then they go into super super hyper drive. That's yeah. what I love about yeah. those guys. And, but I love bands like Corn and, and the Sound Gardens as well too. I mean mm-hmm. but a lot of the bands today, I mean, they're just uh, I think the metal bands have taken over as far as the skilled players, as far as I'm concerned. Um I think the, the pop rocks of today have kinda of lost their, their
1: Right. Oh that real quick, that was the song I was thinking of. This song is called Snuff by uh Slipknot. Oh, really yeah. cool song.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know that that's a really
1: I love good. that track. Yeah, really good. Okay. So
2: yeah, the Lamb, cool. Lamb Gods are great too, but uh, I've, I've been very, um, very influenced by the alt rock scene though, much more.
1: Sure, sure. And what about you, Mark? What's some of your uh, inspirations musically? Well,
4: pretty, pretty much. Um, you know, I like a lot of the, the the '60s and '70s rock, a lot of the the Beatles, and and uh, and, and a lot of the pop rock growing up, and, and of course, I you know listened to a lot of the, a lot of radio music, uh, throughout, you know, the seventies the, the and eighties, the Leonard Skinards and, and you know, all the stuff that was that was big back then. Uh Boston, I love Boston. Um and of course, uh I, I like I like music that has a unique sound. Um you know, Nirvana, uh mm-hmm. you know, really just blew me away when they came out. Um, you know, just simple songwriting like that, but the sound was just so unique, you know, the, the songwriting itself definitely and, um, Yeah, and and one of my favorite groups, uh, uh, probably of all time, just because they they have such a varied style of music, is NRBQ. And uh, I absolutely love NRBQ. Cool.
1: Very cool. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what are some of your guys, you know, aspirations with the Valkyrians in terms of goals and stuff. Do you guys currently have any management, or are you doing everything on your own and you know, what would you guys aspire to do if you could have whatever you want? It's
3: we don't we're doing everything on our own. I'm doing most of the booking and uh, and the promotion and everything is through social media and and it's very kind of grassroots approach at this moment. I mean, we got a little bit of a buzz going in Philadelphia and we're we're happy to play the venues that we want to play and, and, and that's been good. Um, nice. we, we don't have any management that facilitates us further. Um, I mean, the music industry has changed so much too, so it's kind of be the you just don't send your demo into a record label anymore. You know, it's like yeah,
2: I, th- I think the days of jumping into a van to travel up and down the east coast are kind of like passé. Um right. Unless, unless you know, we're in our teens and we don't have to worry about too much about bills and stuff like yeah. that. Either. <laughs> and right. We're,
3: we're right. All, right. We're <laughs> all mature people as well, and, and I don't think that any of us are particularly interested in
2: um, in, in sitting
3: at the back of a truck and, and getting a case of beer as payment <laughs> to drive around the, the country. So, um, I mean, of course the aspirations would be that somebody likes our music enough to buy the CD and to play it on the radios and um, and to be more like recording artists rather than touring artists, because that's probably not going to be what we would be able to do.
1: Okay, if you guys, say hypothetically someone came up to you, and I'm, I'm not talking about someone who is, uh, you know, being manipulative or trying to pull the wool over your eyes, but say you got some serious interest from management or a label, what would you guys do? Oh, we would
3: definitely... Would yeah, we of would course. talk to them. Yeah, we
1: would talk to them. Why not talk to them? <laughs> well, of course you would talk to them, but say you had, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say like a Sophie's choice, but, you know, say you had to potentially... Leave your careers because I know you guys, you know, do work. Um, it's not like you guys are just doing this full time. You know, what would it take for you guys to say, yeah, we're going to go out on the road and, and try to push this thing as far as it can go?
2: One hundred million dollars. Right, exactly. I I
3: mean, in my situation. I'm only working part time, so it's probably easier for me to um, right. To reschedule some patients and and go. Um, yeah,
2: I think it's I think it's palatable. I mean, it's yeah. it's obviously it's got to make sense. You yeah. know. Um, You know, like the weekend um, tour in the west coast thing. I mean, that that kind of stuff can be pulled off. It just depends on how it make, you know yeah. how it's how it's proposed. I know?
3: think there's shorter trips and all that kind of stuff can be doable, and I think that a lot of offices these days are working that stuff out as well. I mean, I th- you see a lot of mature artists out there that go on little tours here and there, but they still kind of keep another job. Like, I mean, there's right. a local uh, artist who's kind of got a musical career well, thriving, but is not kind of,
2: um, doesn't have 300 travel days a year. You right. Know? So, um, quite a bit of commercialism going on, too. I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of corporate sponsorships, uh, I think a lot of these bands are making bigger money selling their songs like the Arctic Monkeys and the, you know, right. the, Vampire Weekends of the World, they're selling them to the corpus, and that that's where I think the money's being made in the music industry these days.
3: Yeah, I, I think we really have to, um, I mean, if we had a manager, and uh, we could dictate to the manager what the manager needed to do, we would definitely be looking into licensing. Uh, I really think that yeah. a lot of songs would be great for movie soundtracks. Uh, they're very melodic and dramatic, and a lot of people get the associations of, oh, this would be great in a movie, I can totally see the character doing the following to that song, and so I think that uh, licensing would be a way
1: to go. Yeah, I agree, guys. And the other thing I think, and I've had a, you know, fortunately it's been great, I've had a lot of, like, signed bands on my on my show, and, you know, unfortunately what they say is it's the touring, too. You know, that's how these people make their money today. You know, it's not, like you said, by the CD sales necessarily. It's by either licensing stuff or just going out full-time and touring. And yeah, that's that's tough to do when you, you know, when you do have careers and you do want to kind of maintain a happy balance and not go broke, and I know, it's crazy. but
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah so um, why don't we do this? Why don't we, I definitely want to get your second song in. So why don't you guys, let's talk a little bit about the next song that we have that is called Shattered and Tall, and uh, then we're going to check that one out.
3: Yeah, this is a track that uh, we recorded at Cambridge Studio, uh, and that is the Valkyrians are playing all the instruments. The The other track that we heard earlier was um, Session Musicians in Nashville that I had recorded before the Valkyrians came with me. Uh, but this is all Valkyrians playing, and um, Lou is actually playing accordion towards the end of that track, and so it's a very interesting, um, interesting track. It has a lot of different instrumenta- uh, instrumentation in it, and uh, very sensitive... Vulnerable song about guilt. Okay. Okay. Very well said. It's definitely beautiful
1: and, like you said, absolutely dynamic in terms of all the different instrumentation going on in it. So, uh, yes, let's check that one out and then we'll come back, okay? Thank you.
4: Great.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Hold on.
4: Thanks,
1: Karen. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to the Valkyrians on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to now check out their song Shattered and Tall. As they mentioned, you can Find their songs right now on Reverb Nation while they're working on a full-length album. So go to ReverbNation.com slash Chris Valkyria and check out their music. Again, this is Shattered and Tall off of their album, Sense of Breathlessness. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. And it was another amazing track called Shattered and Tall by the Valkyrians. Again, check them out on ReverbNation.com where you can purchase some of their singles that they currently have out and they're working on their full-length album right now. And we will talk a little bit about that album when it's going to come out so that we can uh, promote that for these guys as well as some upcoming shows and events that they have. All right, welcome back, everyone. Amazing, amazing track again, beautifully written, and sounds great. Thank
2: you,
1: Karen. Absolutely, guys. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the recording process. When do you guys anticipate uh, releasing the album, and where are you guys currently recording it at? Uh,
3: We're recording at Cambridge Sound Studios up in Newtown. And um, so basically six of the songs on our album was my original EP that I recorded down Mm -hmm. in Nashville at the Sound Emporium Sound Studio there uh, with Session Musicians Uh, but then we went back and fixed those tracks with vocals with Lou singing backup vocals and stuff like that we have done that at Cambridge Sound Studios just to kind of make it a little bit more current and a little bit more similar to how we sound like live we've also been recording four more songs six more songs that are with Valkyrians playing uh and uh so it will be a full length album called Central Breath Business. Hopefully at the end of the summer we're hoping to have the whole album completed and mixed and out on the stores. Cool. Very cool guys.
1: And um where can people currently see you guys play? Do you have any upcoming shows?
3: Yeah, we're gonna be playing at the Fergies, uh, in Philadelphia. Mm. June twenty second. June twenty second, and we're also going to be at uh, Legendary Dobbs in Philadelphia on June 9th.
2: June ninth, then. And yeah, you know, and uh, you know, between the band gigs, and Chris and I do a lot of the um, acoustic gigs as well. Yeah. So you know, we're always we're always pretty active. You know, between band gigs as well, we try to stay as active as possible. There is
3: right? a chance to hear these songs in an acoustic way or <laughs> or a full band way at least once a week. If well, you go to that's... our website, www. Wow. www com, you should be able to see either me and Lou or the full band pretty regularly in the Philadelphia tri-state
2: area. We we love to play. We just can't stop playing. So.
3: <laughs> oh, you guys are so amazing! Again, I'm so envious that
1: you guys do this all the time. It's great. No, it's really cool. Are you guys coming to New Jersey at all? You gotta come it, to New Jersey sometime.
2: We, we play we're in we're Jersey playing. quite a bit, but more South Jersey. Yeah. So okay. if you can, if you have a cool couple of cool spots, uh, we'd love to come up and play so you can to, to meet you as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. If you know right, about. it's cool. Yeah, I'll them. think
1: of some. I'll try to think of some places for you guys. I'll send you, a, you know, private message and just, you know, throw some names out there, places to check out. That'll be really cool. That'd
2: yeah, be great, thanks. Carrie. Thank you.
3: The next yeah.
2: Jersey show Ast- we have is Ast- Acoustic Lula. at Jersey
3: Java in May 25th. May 25th, right? Yeah. Uh, Studio Lulu, they are... Uh, oh, yeah, we have Studio Lulu uh, May 22nd. May 22nd. And then we have May 26th, actually, That's at aut-
2: Jersey Java. Then we do an autism one on the 18th, or is that the children one? That's the children's one. Never mind. That's the yeah. children's i We get them all mixed up.
1: <laughs> well, Just actually, while you're normalized. talking about the children's stuff, please you know, please give yourself a, a plug for that, too, so where people can you know, check out your album and stuff.
2: Yes, um, it, that's, this is our children's duo, um, and it's called Chris and Lou, C-R-I-S and Lou.com. Um And this is our wonderful little children's project that we have tried to create as much goodness as possible with our charitable contributions and our volunteer work, and hopefully our catchy educational songs for all the little guys to listen to us. Um, we have a full-length album that we had released, and it's on iTunes, called Chris and Lou and the Virtues. Um, you can either catch that online or through iTunes, and we're working on a second CD. Um, the good thing about the, the children's songs, they don't take as much time or uh, production <laughs> like the adult songs, so, you know, Chris and I can really get cracking on uh, recording fast. Yeah, as right. best. So. It's
3: amazing that my, uh, you know, our debut album for the Central Bethesda has been, you know, six years in the making, and uh, we kind of cracked out a, six and, uh, a Chris and Lou album in, what, six months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very different. <laughs> Very
1: cool, guys. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so it's been amazing, again, having you guys on the show. I'm so excited for your new album coming out, so definitely let me know when that's coming out. And uh, please keep promoting the podcast. We want to get everyone to learn about who you guys are and get your name out there as much as we
2: can. We, we love your support, Carrie. We do yeah, highly it was appreciate it. Yeah,
3: always lovely talking
2: to you. Yep, and, and I love your guests that you normally put on yes, throughout, the, throughout time. Thank I, you. I, as possible so a great
3: please. variety of, uh, of guests as well I yeah mean,
2: i try to really mix it up guys you can see i had a oh, i had a I horror person
1: on last week you know i had a guy yes, making I a, to that. yeah wasn't that crazy a, <laughs> yeah i love
2: it the anime guy was great too he had the anime guy I, I love anime and stuff too so yeah
1: uh, yeah, yeah keep it up
2: I keep mixing it up
1: thank you thank you guys yeah and i wish you guys much continued success Your, An amazing band. You guys got a a really, like I said, original, fresh sound, and I think it's going to go really far, and people are already digging it, so you guys can only keep growing from here.
3: Thank you so
1: much.
2: Thank you so much,
1: Carrie. Yeah, thank you you so much, guys, and we will definitely be in touch off the air, and, uh, yeah, keep in touch, and if I can support you in any other way, just let me know. Great.
2: We appreciate
1: it. All right. Thanks so much for coming on tonight, guys, and I will... Club the Podcast, and I'll send you guys the uh, link for it once it's over, too, so you guys can uh, put it out there.
3: Fantastic. Thanks we will so promote much. it. Have a
1: great
2: night. You, too. Have thank a great you. night. Thanks, thank Chris you. Lou,
1: and Mark, too. Thank you, too, for joining us. Thank
2: you.
1: Okay, take care, guys. Have, so a have a great night.
2: here. Bye-bye.
4: You,
1: too. Thanks. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. I'm going to play one of the singles off of my album, Leave It All Behind, to close the show in a moment, uh, which will be titled Another Life, and I'm going to play the acoustic version tonight because I think it would fit well with Valkyrians and something, you know, being more like kind of that uh, stripped-down type of music sound. So, um, again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're interested in becoming a guest on The Carrie Edelman Show, you can find me on Facebook. I have a page for The Carrie Edelman Show with all the information on it. Please follow me on Twitter. If you have a Twitter page, at Carrie Edelman, and I will follow you back. Um, I have two personal pages because I maxed out my one 5,000 friends on Carrie Edelman on Facebook. So please send me a personal request, and you can also uh, check out my music page, which is also under my name on Facebook. And finally, my website is CarrieEdelman.com. So next week, if you're a Howard Stern fan, um we're going to have a really special, exciting show coming up, and that is going to be next Tuesday. Let me make sure I get the correct date. Let me plot the calendar here. That'll be the 8th at 8 o'clock PM Eastern Time. And we're going to make it really comical. We want it to be all about the fans. It's called America's Got Howard Stern. As we know, Howard Stern has pretty much conquered everything out there between radio having a hit film, books, as well as a sound the hit soundtrack for his film. And now he is hitting primetime television. So the man is really conquering the world. And uh, people are going to love him, especially if people don't like him now when they see him on TV. They're going to see he's not this horrible person that sometimes people um, make him out to date. So next week, we are going to be doing Stern Superfans. So again, if you're a Howard Stern fan, go to SternSuperfans.com. It's an amazing site. It just plugs everything about Howard Stern. You can get all the upcoming information and uh, craziness going on. And this is just going to be a show for fans to call in and just kind of give their uh, their feedback and uh, their passion for Howard Stern. So that'll be eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I might add a second show next week. I gotta say I've done three weeks in a row now with two shows, and I'm um, I'm really burning out. I do uh, full time work in corrections, so as you can imagine, between the craziness in uh, corrections in the entertainment industry, it can definitely be draining at times. But I, I love it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So here's my song. This is titled Another Light." It is off my album Leave It All Behind. If you're interested, you can find it on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. And, again, thank you so much for your support tonight, and we'll be back next week, Tuesday, which is the 8th of May at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Thanks again, everyone, and have a great night as I try to find this song. Okay, here it is.